Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Setting the Tone Interviews. My name is Elizabeth, and today Daniel, Lauren, and I are excited to get to sit down with Kristen Minter. Ms. Minter played desk clerk Randy Fronzak, making 71 appearances over the course of nine seasons. Ms. Minter, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. 78. 78. Oh, IMDb lied to us. <laughs> IMDb lied? It wouldn't be the first time, but... That's fair. It would not be the first time my age is not correct on IMDb, <gasps> but they don't seem to think I know when I was born, so I give without, them... Oh, no. We're so without sorry. Giving, without giving it away, though, is your birth date correct? Like, your day in the month? No. No, that's not right either? <gasps> what the hell? Wow. But I don't want to yeah, change no, it that's... because my... Because you can get hacked with all right. that Right, yeah. There, and I keep trying to tell them that, and they don't care. Well, now we know. IMDb, do better. And I was stalked, and you can, you know, you can find out other things about me. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So. <laughs> if I die, it's IMDb's fault. So. We, we heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> we stand corrected, and not for the last time, I'm sure. <laughs> so, to... So to get us going, how'd you get your start in acting? Um, I was having a barbecue and this guy uh, there thought I was really funny. And he said that he was going to help me. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what that means, but all right. And then it, and um, he was an assistant at ICM. And I, I was coming up in the elevator because I had booked um, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about me in the elevator and I'm standing there like, who is this girl, Kristen Minter, who booked this job? Because I wasn't part of ICM. I was side pocketed by an assistant. And that was my brilliant start. (laughs) So that was uh, so let's see. uh, Home Alone, that would have been like 1991. Is that right? Or 90? Yeah. 1990. I think I started acting in 1990. I did the out the show, the TV show, The Outsiders first okay mm. so uh how did you get involved in er specifically like what was your audition process like and what was your initial impressions of randy the character um well i remember i was in the waiting room with deborah messing and uh jenna alfman um and look at their careers right. too bad they didn't get that part and i didn't get <laughs> just kidding um no, I loved Randy. I, you know, I immediately had an idea of exactly what I wanted to do with her. You know, Randy was the kind of person who was very specific. You know, there were things that she did and there were things that she didn't do. And she made those decisions on her own, um, irregardless of what anyone else thought. So I went into the audition and I, I did the, you know, um, when George, uh, Sherry Stringfield actually gives me the physical exam and I've got gum in my mouth and I take the gum out of my mouth. I breathe in, I breathe out, I put my gun back in my mouth, and that was my physical exam. So I did that in the room, and, you know, I guess they thought that was fun. And I was also reading the magazine, and I wouldn't go near a, a, an admin coat. Hmm. I'm just, like, not wearing it. It's just, like, I'm just thinking about, like, going back to that. It's just, it's amazing how iconic that first appearance is when, when she shows up. It's just, like, okay, Randy's here. Great. Like, now, now the show's, like... Like, all right, the, the desk clerks are shaping up now. Awesome. Based on someone who worked in the offices with the writers and the producers and the showrunners, oh. um, she was an intern. Um, she wasn't necessarily, She I don't think she was an ex-convict like I was, but <laughs> I mean, and I wasn't in real life, so let's be clear. Um, 
Um, but yeah, she apparently wore interesting ensembles to work. <laughs> and so we mentioned a little bit, Randy pops up early in season two. Do you have any memories of your first few episodes yeah. and your feelings at the time as you were getting kind of, excuse me, getting kind of settled in? Yes, I was terrified. <laughs> Um, and I remember I said to Anthony Edwards, he's like, I, I was in full costume. And I think Anthony said that he, he sat, he was sitting there. He's like, so how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm nervous. And, and, um, he's like, you know, you don't have to be in full costume until we're like actually about to shoot. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Cause my outfits were very tight and my heels were mm-hmm. high and, um, I was always super uncomfortable Aww. and, um, and he and he said, um, you know, can I give? I think I said, do you have any advice for me? And he said, no, just do what got you here. Very touched on this a little bit too. So one of the signature elements of Randy as a character was her fashion choices. Did you have any input into crafting her style? And what did you think of some of those outfits that you got to wear? Well, first I was only supposed to be in three episodes, and I was in lots more. And then second, I remember when I went to wardrobe. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go heinous. Let's go super <laughs> heinous with the outfit. I'm like, well, she would, like, put these things together, and then I would mismatch them so badly. And, you know, it was just fun. And everybody would say to me um, on set, why are you wearing that? And I'm like, it's my character, you know? It's, I'm, it's my character, you know? But, I mean, they were so tight, and it was yeah. – yeah it was uncomfortable but it was funny you know and i have to say the uncomfortable how uncomfortable i was was the reason i did certain things that were funny Mm -hmm. you know like there i remember one thing like i was trying not to make noise so i'm walking to my tippy toes and these really tight things with my stomach out and and everybody starts laughing and and i'm like oh see that was funny i didn't even know i was being funny and you know and you kill it like oh thank you Randy's such Randy's such a powerhouse, and we're always like, "What trouble is she gonna get in?" So, you nailed it. Um, but then, do you have any particular memories working with your fellow desk clerks, Abe Ben Ruby? Uh, excuse me, Abe Ben Ruby, Troy Evans, or any other desk clerk actors over the years? Yeah, I loved all of them. And then there was this one girl. She came in for one episode, and she came in at the end of like, you know, twelve-page oneer, and we were all so impressed with how she got through it every time and never made a mistake. Um, There were many times where I'd be in my room crying because I was so worried that I was going to screw up, you know, because when you're doing a one art, it's a lot of pressure. Like everybody, it's an intricate choreographed thing and you screw up and everybody has to do it over again. So, you know, but no, I loved Abraham Van Ruby and Troy Evans. I love Troy Mm -hmm. Evans on um, Bosch. He's hilarious. Yeah. Did you ever um, mess up one of those super long take scenes? Um, you know, the time I mentioned where I was crying in my room, they actually, like, it was a really long one and there was a thing that I say at the very end with Goran Vizhnik, who was lovely, and they actually decided uh, before, after lunch that they were going to cut right before <laughs> that. So I was like, yeah. There, there was only one time, and me and Noah were having a, a hard time. He was saying hemoglobinemia, which I can say no problem. And mine, mine was, um, 
about Susie Kurtz. My mom watched her. She's a televangelist. And and I remember I had to walk away. I got upset. I walked away because I just was going fat. My, my mouth was going faster than my head. And I just kept, swa- you know, anyway, it happens. I'm not a perfect person. Hey, only what if you out of what, 78 episodes, if there's only one time you can remember that you messed up, I think that's. Well, there's one time where it was bad, you know, where I cried and, yeah. you know. The, the, the right. traumatic a, time. It's the one that sticks out. <laughs> the one that scars me for life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, as somebody who was on the show for so many years, um, you saw a lot of different cast changes, a lot of new faces come and go over that time. Was there a particular era of the cast or a casting group that stood out as kind of a favorite for you? Well, I don't think that that's, I can answer <laughs> that question because I loved everyone I worked with on that show. Um, I have to say, um, two of my favorite people of all time, um, Paul McCrane and Getty Watanabe. I was super excited <laughs> to see both of them. Fame is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, and they're both incredibly lovely people. And I, I, I don't, I, I really no bad memories of anyone. Good. That's great. We haven't heard a lot about, um, Paul or Getty much lately on our interviews. So that's Oh my god, I love both of them so much. I can't even tell you. Yeah, and we're now getting into where we just introduced Romano as a character like in our continuity of our normal series and it's just like yes, finally. <laughs> and let me tell you, the uh the monologues he has Mm -hmm. in this were unbelievable and i remember like we would clap at the end of him and he plays such a mean person on the show and he's just i know his wife too i she actually um i believe is from my hometown um yeah i mean they couldn't be nicer people so good to hear just funny how you play the opposite of yourself like i always play white trash and i'm not really (laughs) trashy My, my father gets very upset about the trashy characters I play. He's like, I don't understand. You had such a good upbringing, a nice upbringing. Why do you always get these roles? I'm like, I don't know, Dad. I guess I just understand them. I'm, I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone as an actor, Dad. Just yeah. yeah. Branching out. Actually, it's probably harder to play me as like a, you know, like mm-hmm. me as me. It's easier to play an aspect of a possibility right. of me, you right. know, fully, you know, without getting too self-conscious. So. so how did your experience with ER compare and contrast with other film and television sets that you've been a part of? I just say there was a, there, because of the winners, there was a lot of pressure on ER. Um, but I think, I mean, every show has its own um, charm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, I don't know. Work is work. is work. Like I go to work to get things done and, and then I go sure. home. You know, I don't know. Like I know the people longer on that show than any other show. Um, and I suppose that the, the problem with that is that you lose some people during the show. And then that's, mm-hmm. that was hard. Yeah. And you were working a lot on other things while you were doing ER kind of back and forth. Was it hard to like... Um, get back into the ER muscle memory if you would go off and do another movie or another show for a couple of weeks and then come back? I don't 
I don't think so. I mean, I was doing good versus evil and I was playing a, a dead person working for God against the minions of the devil. Um, um, and that was super fun because I got to do fight scenes. But when I was doing that show and ER, but I had a lot of fighting I, on I ER. I was going to say, like, you, you yeah. took out a couple patients on one ER, your, too. I think yeah. one of your very first episodes, <laughs> you're... violent, trashy yeah. characters. <laughs> um, yeah, I took out a couple people on ER. Um, yeah, and when I was doing both those shows, I remember I'd start Monday morning at 3 a.m. on Good versus Evil. They would shoot my side. Then I would go to ER until three. Then I would go back to Good versus Evil, and I would finish out the day. And they usually had like a sixteen-hour day. And um, by the end of the week, I was pretty much working a forty-eight-hour day. Oh my gosh! And I remember at the very end of the season of Good versus Evil, I worked a seventy-two straight-hour day. Oh my gosh! It was the greatest time of my life. I love to work. I love rewarding work. And it was so fun. How much caffeine did you have to consume to get through that? Jeez. Um, you know, I'm not really sure. Like if I sat down, I usually passed out. And I remember one time they were like, are you okay to drive home? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I don't know. And I only got snappy once because <laughs> they kept calling me to makeup. And I'm like, my makeup's done. I was being interviewed, like in between going to set. Oh so, but that was my only outburst, and I and I enjoyed that time so much. That was so great. Uh, as, as someone who's a total sleep gremlin, I applaud that seventy-two hours straight. Because no, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> no, nope. yeah, me neither. No. Um, so we talked about how you had your your cast favorites, and how you know you're not going to pick too many favorites because you loved it all so much. But were there any? I loved all of them. Were know? there any guest stars that you particularly enjoyed having on set? Oh, all the guest stars. I got to work with everybody first. <laughs> I got to work with every super famous person that came in. You know, Alan Alda, Sally Field. I mean, there's so many. I can't. And they always had to come to the That's admin true. desk to see the, you know, yeah. see Randy. <laughs> got to get pointed in the right direction. Yeah. And actually, in the beginning, Randy was like the smart the smartest person mm -hmm. in the ER. And then eventually I I feel like I danced more than I knew in the end of ER, but that's okay. That was fun too. <laughs> so unfortunately, Randy is one of the many secondary characters on the show that we'd never get to say a proper goodbye to. Um, in your mind, how do you think turn things turned out for Randy once she left County General? Well, I think Randy's kind of like, uh, she marches to the beat of her own drum so like she comes in she decides she's gonna stay and then like something distracts her she's gonna go maybe her fashion line picked up yeah randy wear thank you i was <laughs> i was spacing on it but maybe that finally took off what? did you know that that was gonna be your last episode the one that you did yeah i've heard that we've heard that from other people no i'm not even sure i've seen my last episode yeah we've listen i love to work so you know I, you know, I, I appreciate all work and wherever I can work. And um, I don't know, maybe I was working. <laughs> we always like to get some questions from our fans and fellow listeners just to see, you know, what other perspectives we may be missing that people might be curious about. And one of them was, were there any actors that broke during scenes more often than others? You know, I have to say that I did not notice 
anyone else breaking. Um, I think everybody was super professional. And I think that I was so worried that I would break that um, I didn't notice if anyone else, I never, I don't even recall, except for the the time that I was having a hard time and Noah couldn't say hemoglobinemia, which for some reason, it just flows right off my tongue. Um, blood disease. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then the other fan question that we had was, was there anything, a storyline or otherwise, you would have liked to do with Randy that you did not get a chance to do? Um, hmm. Yeah, I think Randy should have had a love interest. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Right? We all, I almost had one, but then I didn't. What was that? Was it like they told you they're thinking about giving Randy a love interest and then it just never materialized or how did that come about? No, I just flirted with one guy at the, you know, at the admit desk. And then I think, I think he said he was a possible, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Hmm. You know, it was funny because I was, um, at the time I was super blind. Um, I've since gotten LASIK and I can, um, I can see further now, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I, um, so I, George is like, find the can- camera mentor. And Anthony said, she can't see the camera, George. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not driving the scene here. Like, I just thought I was like this funny thing that ran in and then ran out and then ran in and ran out. Like, I, I, I mean, I would have liked to have had more of a storyline, I think, at times. But I didn't have a love interest. <laughs> now, see, I'm crying again. Yeah, I was super blind. So we'll see. That's something we didn't know. That's I don't think, and I don't think it comes. Yeah, through. I think that was the last question that I was thinking. What What could I tell you? Something that uh, you didn't know about me, and that was it. Um, but it did run into like I don't drive the story, so the camera didn't really need to see me. It was my what I was saying. Sure. To George, like I wasn't saving a patient in the scene, so the camera can miss me if it wants to. <laughs> um, so, are you working on any projects currently, and how can fans of the show keep up with your work outside of ER? Well, I have a website. Um, I don't. I do have something coming out, but I, uh, I don't want to see it first. Remember, we talked about this. <laughs> um. <laughs> But everything's on my website, kristaminter.com or .net. Just have to spell my name right. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen it, and I'm afraid. Uh, and then final question. This is one that we've kind of made a habit of, of asking everybody we talk to from the show this, because um, it just kind of gives a nice perspective on your whole experience on the show and kind of how you feel about it looking back on it now. So what do you think it's important for fans of ER to know about it from your unique perspective? In other words, when you think back on your time on the show, uh, what would you want fans to know about the experience that wouldn't necessarily be clear just from watching? Um, that it was, that we were all friends, you know, uh, we all were rooting for each other. It was very professional. It was a very, um, you know, for the, the secondary cast, it was very stressful. Um, you know, cause we didn't have, you know, like it, it's much harder to come in with one line than it is to do a right. scene. So you didn't want to come in with your one line and blow it. And, you know, and, and, you know, especially if they've just had this great scene and you've got this one line, you know, it was, so it was really nerve wracking at times. Um, it was just a great experience. Um, 
all around the, the stress was good um the people that you worked with was great um and it was just really professional and i've worked on plenty of things since then <laughs> that haven't <laughs> has to live up to that standard yeah i mean it really was a, you know it was run like the number one show on tv which it was yeah uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier about how um you know you kind of don't always love watching yourself in things and it's kind of hard to get in that headspace was that something that was like as you're working were you like oh crap 30 million people are going to watch this week and like you know was that something that was in your mind as you were trying to work each week or is that something you have to put as far in the back of your mind as possible just so you don't uh get in your own head no actually i never thought about that i remember um when we did the live episode and then i went and led an aids walk in chicago oh, cool. um in rockford illinois yeah rockford illinois and um i thought they asked if i would introduce a band because it was the radio's birthday and people said to me you know you just did something the guy was of course nervous and then i look out and rockford illinois is the second largest city in in illinois chicago being the first so I'm thinking there's going to be like, you know, 400 people there, you know, which is still a challenge for me. Oh my God. There were so many people there. And I, I, I was so terrified and um, they're like, well, you just did the live episode for 30 million people watching. I'm like, well, first of all, you saw my arm in one of the episodes and the other one, I'm not sure if you saw me at all. I said, but, and, but second of all, and most importantly, when I'm acting, I'm focused on the person I'm acting mm -hmm. with anything peripheral which which is actually great when you're blind because you're really focused on <laughs> who you're talking to um you know so uh that's always that was always my focus was the connection between me and the other character it was never who was watching which is why when you go when i become outside myself and have to look back in that's why it's so nerve-wracking mm -hmm. for me um it's god only knows what i've done you know <laughs> And I have to say, when I did um, introduce um, the band, which for some reason I can't remember their name now because it was, again, you know, one of those things where, um, but I have to say, I understand why people want to be rock stars because I said, hello, Rockford. And the crowd went wild and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I started crying. I was like, I was, you know, just, it was unbelievable that feeling. And, um, I look forward to it again. Yeah.